0: Welcome to Cheers to Home Ownership. Cheers, guys. This is Amy Trim. I'm a loan officer here in Washington State.
1: And I'm Kathleen Facey. I'm a real estate broker also in Washington State.
0: And our Cheers to Home Ownership podcast is really everything to do with home ownership, from selling a home, buying a home, refinancing a home, and anything that goes into owning a home. We'll be interviewing all the professionals um, and clients that we've worked with over the years that are involved in buying, selling, refinancing, and owning a home. (laughs) Kathleen and I have been teaching homebuyer classes now for almost nine years. Wow. (laughs) A long time. Makes us sound super old. Uh, I mean, experienced. Right. Yes. So in our classes, we cover the 23 benchmarks that goes into buying a home. And even though this podcast allows us to dive deeper into all aspects of homeownership, not just buying, we are going to cover something that impacts buyers, but also sellers because when they sell, they usually need to turn around and buy something else.
1: It impacts everyone,
0: really everyone, for so many different ways. Yeah.
1: So today we're going to go over credit. I'm so excited for this segment. I. I can't even tell you, and I'm really, really looking forward to everyone hearing all the amazing tips, Amy, that you provide, um, and just really basically how credit works. Yeah. Okay? Absolutely. So, would you share some of your biggest factors for absolutely.
0: us? So, when you apply for a mortgage or really anything, we take a look at your credit scores and your credit history when determining whether or not we're going to give you a loan. When you apply for a mortgage, we look at all three credit bureaus and we get three different scores. So which score do we use? The middle (laughs) score, not an average, but the one in the middle. And we look at the history inside your credit report. So what, you know, what's the history of you paying your bills on time? And You know, how likely are you to repay us? That's what the lender is going to look at. And so how long is the history on your report? How many years? Mm. I know. What? Seven years. Yes. And 10 years. (gasps) Both answers are correct. (laughs) Good job. Sumi's paying attention in class. (laughs) You get some brownie points from the teacher. Prizes. Prizes. Yes, we give out prizes in our class. So, um, yeah, the history is seven years on the report for things like closed accounts, late payments, collection accounts. But like she said, there's two answers. So some of the major negative items We call them derogatory events. Um, They can stay on your report for 10 years. Things like bankruptcies, judgments, and charge-offs. The big stuff. The big stuff. And so I like just to tell people, hey, don't get hung up on it. All credit wounds heal with time because they eventually- They do. You know, they either fall off your report or they have less of an impact on your credit. So now you talked about payment history. Let's get into amounts owed. Okay. So yes, the payment history is 35% of the score factors. So pay your bills on time and avoid collections. But the amounts owed is almost as heavily factored. It's 30% of your score on average. Okay. So in other words, don't max out your credit cards. Keep the balances under half or even better, 30% of their limits. And the reason why behind this, because You know, sometimes people hear this and they're like, well, then why did they give me a credit limit? Why can't I use it all without (laughs) being dinged on my credit scores? It doesn't make sense. But here's the sense behind it. It's because you're supposed to have emergency access to credit. And if you're already maxed out, which is over half your limit, then you don't, you don't have that access. And so that is factor number two, the amounts owed. Keep your credit cards under half the limits. So set your own personal limit.
1: Okay. And then factor three, are we ready for factor three? Yes. Okay. So factor three is length of credit history.
0: That's right. So we look at how old your accounts are on your credit report and some loan programs are, you know, a bigger fan of older credit and some loan okay. programs don't care as much. Um, but we want you to make sure that you realize the impact to your credit scores when you open new debt. Okay. So even a mortgage, even a credit card, a car loan, a student loan, anytime you open a new debt, it actually lowers your credit score temporarily. So what's the factor percentage on this one? It's 15% of your score. Okay. And so you're going to see a dip in your credit score when you open a new debt. And that's because the why behind it is because we want to see how you do with that new payment, that new debt. Are are you going to pay the bills on time still? And so we need to give you, okay. you know, four to six months-ish to see are you performing well on that new debt by paying the bill on time?
1: I like how you said that because you said once you open something new, it can affect you in about 30 days. But then four to six months, like you said earlier, all heal, all wounds heal with yes. time, right? Yes. So there you go, four to six months.
0: And then also on length of credit history, just know the older the accounts are, the better. So never close a revolving account.
1: This is such a good tip. Thank you.
0: Yeah. So this is different than like a car loan or an installment loan where it's a fixed term. You make your installment payments and it closes at the end. That's not what we're talking about here. When I'm talking, what I'm talking about is your revolving accounts, which is where you can charge up the balances, pay them down. Charge up, pay them down. Credit cards. Yes. Credit cards, department store cards. Home Depot card, Target card, um, you know, your Amazon card, you want to keep those open as long as possible, even if you don't use them. That's fine. That's, that's probably good. It's just don't close them.
1: Because a history is really important. History,
0: yes. I had a client who had applied for a loan and she had very seasoned credit. Mm -hmm. Um, She has some accounts that were almost as old as I am. And And how old is that, Amy? um, Just kidding. (laughs) A few years around the sun. Yeah. Um, But, you know, her scores (laughs) were over 800. And then a year later, she was going to buy a new home, a a vacation property. I pulled her credit and it was a little lower. And I was like, hmm. Looked at it. She had missed her Kohl's payment. So she had (laughs) missed a payment the month before very month before i pulled credit and it was only a i think a 20 or 25 point drop wow because her other credit was so old it kind of acted as a buffer cuz
1: the history was so good
0: yes okay yes okay so credit history may be only 15% of your score but it acts as a buffer in a positive way if you have really old credit
1: you know when you're talking about scores and you said she was over 800 or something Mm -hmm. like that and then she had that little drop Mm -hmm. No, i think it's interesting when we have we know some people that have really amazing credit and they get worried when there is that little drop because it's all about they just want to have those good scores totally understand it yeah we all do we all want them Mm -hmm. but truly You can be in the 700s, you can be in the 600s and still qualify for great loan programs, Absolutely,
0: yes. And And even
1: under 600.
0: Yes, we can go down to usually 580, depending on the lender. Yeah. So some lenders have higher minimums um, we, we'd go all the way down to 580. Yes. And so length of credit history is important. Some, again, loan programs are a little pickier on how old the accounts are versus others. Okay. So let's go to factor four, type of credit
1: used. This is a good one.
0: Yes, type of credit. The blend of good credit types are important. Uh, It's 10% of your score, so not the end of the world if you already have some of these that I'm going to tell you about. (laughs) Um, We don't want you to close them because that would hurt you on length of credit history. history. But just don't carry a balance on these accounts. So we want you to have good types of credit like credit cards and bank line of credits. And we want you to avoid finance company credits. Now, um, finance company credit accounts would be you walk into a store and they have balloons. And I know you're looking at me funny. But (laughs) if they have banners saying 0% interest rate, no payments for 12 months. Interest only for. Yeah. yeah. They have some special on terms of their finance accounts that they are going to offer for you to buy (laughs) their items like a bed furniture yeah. a computer whatever that item is those are on finance company accounts and the reason why they're not great on credit is because again it goes back to do you have access to emergency credit if you needed it so you you lost your job you burned through your emergency savings and you were relying on credit to live. You can't use a bed loan to buy groceries. Right. You can't use a bed loan if your hot water tank blue at Home Depot. So the type of credit is really important and I always like to look at it as four quadrants. Oh yeah. So the you know if I got to wave a magic wand over somebody's head and create the perfect <laughs> credit profile they would have old Credit accounts. Okay. Okay. Um, But they would, and payment history, perfect. And they would have a mortgage. Okay. An installment loan. Okay. Like a car or a student loan. And then at least two credit cards or bank line of credits. Okay. And so that they can use it anywhere they want. But if you already have more than two credit cards, Let's say you have five yeah
1: good point <laughs>
0: okay so what do you do do you close them no um we already talked about why just pay them to zero balance and, and keep them there just
1: don't use them right right yeah just use a couple of them like you're right yeah yeah okay. so
0: you know carry a balance on one or two so if you have five with balances start with the zero or the smallest balance Get that taken care of to zero balance. Move to the next one and the next one and the next one. And devote the funds that you were paying on those small ones and apply them to pay down the larger one or two accounts under half the limits. So now, Amy, when you're talking about that, Mm -hmm. they
1: do have to use those cards, right? Yes.
0: You don't have to use all of them, Mm
1: -hmm. but there should be at least a couple that they do use. Yes. And what's the reason for that?
0: The reason for that is you got to play the credit game to get a good score. So if you don't have any debt, then you're really not demonstrating that you can manage debt responsibly. And if you have too much debt, again, that doesn't look good for the same reason. Because some people
1: think, oh, I just have everything paid off. Right. I'm good. I'm good. But
0: but you got to play the game. Yeah. History
1: is also showing the history.
0: Yes. And so keep those accounts open and, you know, Avoid those bed and furniture loans. <laughs> yes.
1: Okay. So let's move on then to factor five. And this is the last factor. And this is recent credit pulls.
0: That's right. And you know, it's on average 10% of your scores uh, that go into what your scores are based on recent credit pulls. But there are two types of credit pools. There is a hard credit pull okay. and a soft credit pull. So what's the difference? Well, both get to see what's in your credit history from the credit bureaus. One of them pays the credit bureaus for your real scores, (laughs) and the other is estimating what those scores are based on what's in the history. So examples of hard pulls would be when you give your Social Security number away, (laughs) you are giving implied consent to do a hard pull. Um, you know, so you're requesting credit. So we want, this is really important, so heads up, we want to limit the number of hard pulls in the last four months to one or two. Because once you hit that third credit pull, and then it gets worse after that, (laughs) Mm. it's going to be more uh, more than 10% of your credit score. Um, that's going to be hit by the third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. I've seen up to seventeen credit pulls in the last four month history on clients' credit reports, and let me tell you, their scores are they they're they're they damaged, really dropped. But, but it's they temporary. did come back, right? They, yes, yeah. they we had to wait for the four months. For those to all fall off, we re-pulled credit, a hard pull, and his score jumped 85 points. See? Yeah. So credit wounds heal with time. Don't worry. If it happens, you'll be okay. And, you know, that is a hard pull. So limit one or two in a four-month period. Soft pulls are completely different. Soft pulls are going to be where a creditor wants to give you credit. So it's an offer almost, It's where they get to see what's in your credit history from the bureaus, but they're not paying the bureaus for your real scores. Okay. So examples of these guys would be credit card offers that you get in the mail. Okay. Okay. So let's say you have an existing credit card and you get the score at the top of your monthly statement from them. They are doing a soft pull and estimating what that score is. And another really popular example of... A soft pull would be a credit monitoring service like Credit Karma. Oh, okay. That's a soft pull. And I know people are super confused because at the top of the home screen on Credit Karma, it gives you what your TransUnion score is, what your Equifax score is. Those are estimates. There's a little blue eye button, Kathleen, mm-hmm. underneath those scores. And if you click it, it pops open a disclaimer saying they're using a credit scoring model to guess what wow. your real scores are. And, you know, sometimes people are like mad at me when I pull their credit yeah. and their scores are different yeah. than what Credit Karma says. And I, I try to explain, but they're frustrated because they really thought their scores were accurate on them. Now, you do always recommend that, you know, monitor,
1: right? Yes. Monitor your credit, Mm -hmm. and it's great for that. Credit Karma is wonderful for that, correct? Yes,
0: yes. I mean, they do sell your information. So...
1: Keep um, that in mind. Keep
0: that in mind. But it's great for monitoring purposes. Disclaimer, <laughs> Yeah, disclaimer. Um, it's great for monitoring. It alerts you when somebody pulls your credit. Yeah. And there's other credit monitoring, monitoring apps out there too. And so just keep in mind, the scores are estimates and they will get you an idea and you can see the trajectory of where your scores are going. Yeah. So if you do open that new debt, you're gonna see your score on credit karma or any of those services temporarily go down and then you'll see it start to recover. Yay. Hey. Yay! So, those, so are the, those are the those are the five factors. factors. It's like
1: a wheel. So Amy, let's just recap on that really quick. So you had payment history was how much percentage?
0: 35%.
1: Okay. Then there was amounts owed, and that was 30%. Then there's length of credit history.
0: 15.
1: Type of credit used
0: 10%,
1: and then recent credit pulls
0: at least 10%.
1: So, I love that you go over those factors. I think that's really important because a lot of people don't realize, you know, really what goes what, into them, yeah, and or the
0: whys so, behind them, <laughs>
1: right? And so, you know, another thing that I think is really great that you know a lot about is you have some really great tips really great tips. And so I was hoping that you would share some of those with us.
0: Sure. So my first tip has to do with, um, my first, my first two, um, tips have to do with recent credit pulls.
1: Okay.
0: So let's say you're buying a car. You want to get pre-approved at a, a credit union, which they have great rates on auto loans. So let's say you want to go to a dealership and buy a vehicle. You want to get pre-approved. That's one hard pull from, you know, the the local credit union. Okay. And then you go with your pre-approval to the dealership and say, I'm already pre-approved. Don't you dare pull my credit.
1: Right. And don't give them your social.
0: Do not give them your social security number. Now, you know, after you've negotiated the terms of the sale, they'll send you to the finance office, the finance manager to have you sign all the the paperwork, and they're going to ask you for your social security number. And just know by law in Washington state, you do not have to give it. Okay. Okay. And so that will save you. Like I said, I've seen up to 17 credit polls for somebody trying to buy a vehicle. Wow. And, and you're that's probably, common.
1: You're probably going to get a better rate with your credit union anyways.
0: On the first credit right? poll. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And so my second tip has to do with credit polls is let's say that you're Going to want to buy a house soon, but it's not in the immediate future. Okay. You can ask the loan officer before they pull credit if they offer a soft pull option. Wow. Now, there's not a lot of mortgage companies that are doing this right now, but that may change in the future. But ask the loan officer. Can you do a soft pull to just run some numbers for me, see if there's any tweaks or changes I need to do to my credit? That way it doesn't impact your scores at all. That's awesome. Yeah. And then my other two uh, tips, and this one is huge. Uh, There's two opt-out websites. Oh, yes. Both are free and both take seconds to do. And grab a pen. Yeah, grab a pen. It is do not call.gov and the other one is optoutprescreen.com. And both are completely legit sites. They opt out of your information being sold from the three credit bureaus, TransUnion, Equifax, and Experian. And so by opting out, which can take 5 to 30 days, by doing it before you apply for a mortgage pre-approval on a hard pull, you are going to save yourself a huge headache. You want to protect your information. Yeah, you do. And, you know, I've literally seen clients sitting at my desk. Plus all the calls, Yes, exactly. Their phones start blowing up as soon as I pull credit. And, you know, they are getting texts. And it was, it was 20 calls before they left my office and those are called trigger leads so some we were changing insurance
1: amy and we had that same thing within minutes we were starting to get just Uh, ungodly amount of calls (laughs) it was crazy
0: yes and so opt out again do not call.gov and prescreen.com Huge tip there. Please, please, please protect Love yourself. it. And last is my hack. Okay. Credit hack. So I have two young adult boys. And so right now, they're trying to establish good credit. Oh, awesome. Because one day they're going to want to rent their first apartment mm-hmm. and buy their first vehicle and get a credit card and, you know, all, all the life events that we all go through
1: and everything looks at your credit. And, I, oh, everything, yes. even
0: insurance, insurance everything. And, yeah. And so and eventually, you know, they're going to want to buy a home. So uh, I I basically said, you know, you need to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. So we started with a secured credit card. So it's just like a Visa or Mastercard, it's a secured credit card where you put your own deposit with this credit card company and then you borrow and charge against that amount. So for instance, my son, we did a $200 deposit with this credit card company. So his limit is $200. Oh, that's good. Okay. So $200 is his limit and it cost him $200. But think of it this way. It's one credit pull. Yeah. It's a guaranteed approval because it's your own money. There's no risk. So, you know, for somebody who doesn't have credit yeah. or who maybe has challenged credit. Mm -hmm. This is a perfect opportunity for you to establish healthy, good credit. So it's a secured credit card, as little as $200, and this is my credit hack. So, you know, so many people have um, little subscriptions like Netflix or Pandora Premium, and they normally pay those out of their um, checking account uh, with their debit card, right? Instead, open a secured card or any credit card that you get and use your your credit card to pay for your subscription That's every awesome, month automatically. Awesome tip. And then set up that credit card to get paid in full from your checking account automatically every single month. There you go. You are establishing perfect credit because the balance that is being charged is going to be super low what i mean all those little guys are under um, 20 25 yeah, bucks yeah or whatever yeah. and you
1: would have been automatically probably paying it from your bank account anyways yes. so you're just doing that extra little step to a little establish a credit step
0: through the credit card yeah. then automatic payments That's from your checking move. account and you know it's perfect so if you think about it for my son you know he opened it for $200 Remember r- rule number two on the factors. keep your amounts owed low compared to the limit, ideally under thirty percent. Okay? So thirty percent of two hundred dollars, sixty bucks. Yeah. So his little Netflix setup is perfect. So those that's are great. my tips. I love it. Hopefully that's helpful for everybody. what you What do you think? do you did I miss anything?
1: No, I think you did great.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: I love the hack at the end. Good job.
0: Awesome. Okay, so our bonus question, we're cheersing to homeownership. What is in your glass cub, cup or mug, Kathleen? Well, you know what? It is getting really nice
1: out. It is. And we're starting Finally. to- Yes. <laughs> and we're starting to plan to get on our boat a little bit. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. And so I, I have this yummy- Pineapple vodka drink that I just love, and it's mm. and I'm, you know, it, it comes in a mixer. I wish I would remember the name, but it's basically a, a pineapple mix. Yes, okay, pineapple, but it's got a little kick to it too, so it's a little spice. It's so yummy Ooh, that have you have add me a picture, yeah, that you add to your vodka, and it's really
0: fun, refreshing. Yes, well, during this time of the year, I I'm not a wine drinker. Like, you know, yeah, I'm just not familiar with all the wines. So, of course, because I'm a newbie, I start off with sweet wines. Uh-huh. And so during the summer, especially, I like a glass of Moscato. Okay. So that is what I'm cheering. Your little treat. Those are my little dessert treats uh, <laughs> is, is in my glass. Um, so hopefully this helped you guys understand all the factors that go into credit how credit works when it comes to borrowing money, and you enjoyed my tips.
1: Yes, and stay tuned for more episodes that okay. we will have coming up.
0: Yes, we're going to be interviewing more people.
1: Yeah, we're going to interview some clients that yes. we've worked with that have come through our homebuyer
0: class even. Yes.
1: So that's going to be really fun. And um, we're just excited to share all that stuff with you.
0: Absolutely. Cheers to homeownership. Cheers, guys.